Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Noisemaker Podcast, where we interview bands that you may have never found anywhere else. We are your number one spot for discovering all new music. Get to know artists, understand what drives them, and hear from some of their top tracks. Join me, your host, Rocky Ferenberg, as we give rise to the underground world of music and set out to do what so many others have failed to, be a staple for the independent musician. Now... Let's make some noise.
everybody, welcome back. This is episode 41 of the Noisemaker Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're returning, then thank you. If you like what we're doing here, please like, subscribe, and rate us with a 5-star review. We are on all your favorite streaming platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. This is the Noisemaker Podcast, where we help you with that horrible problem that we all face, where to find new and original music. On the line with me is just Justin from Days to Come. How you doing, Justin? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. Like I was telling you before we got started here, got some band practice today, and uh, and I can I'm sitting down here. I can smell the wife cooking steaks. Uh, nice. I ran up there to grab a bottle of water before this, and I was like, "Man, that smells good." She's like, "Yeah, I just seared it in butter," and I was like, "Damn, I got a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> sacrifices making sacrifices yeah 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 you know i and if the band gets here at at dinner time for me i just might grab the steak with my hand and and eat it while i'm playing bass like a real man you know (laughs) i can't think of anything more manly than that no no (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's go ahead and jump in here the first thing that that uh i I like to do is i kind of like to give the uh bands an opportunity to um kind of just let everybody know Who's who's in the band? What instrument they play? And and I really think that it's important to um, let people know as an you know an independent underground unsigned band, whatever you might identify as, what what these people in the band do besides just their instrument. Because most of the time, you know, a lot of bands will, uh, you know, be, people have to work in order to make the band happen. There's a business side and a music side. So yeah, what's what's the uh, people in the band? Their music side and their business side. So uh, my name is Justin Goodson, and I'm the vocalist and rhythm guitarist. Um, we have Brandon Ricks. He's our rhythm guitarist and lead guitarist. And uh, Jalen Hall is our drummer. Um, yeah, as an independent band, I mean, you have to wear a ton of different hats because resources are limited. Your team is very small. And uh, yeah, for a long time, you know, we were doing pretty much everything DIY. Um, we are fortunate enough to have a booking agent, um, Blind Anxiety Entertainment out of Florida, and they handle, you know, all of our booking for us, which is great because for many years, you know, we had to book everything ourselves, and that is such a struggle <laughs> for oh, your yeah. self-esteem. You know, you face so much rejection um, for no reason. Just like, nope, don't like your band. You're not playing here. It's like, oh my gosh, just <laughs> please, please. Um, so it's super great, you know, having a, having somebody else do that for us. Um Oh yeah. Otherwise we do everything else, you know, all our own, you know, all of our, all of our social media, um, all of our marketing, our songwriting. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, if it's, if it's happening, it's because we're putting in work and, and making it happen. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I mean, just kind of staying on that thread. I mean, you guys got a booking agent, which is not necessarily always uh, the case with artists I have come on here, but you know, you were even saying that you, you've, you know, put on some tours and or done some touring and booking of shows yourselves, which I'm sure every band that's even at the top has done that themselves. That's kind of a, a thing that everybody's done. But I, I was reading that you've done some touring. So maybe maybe you had the, the, the agency whenever you did, you know, more of like your regional touring. But, uh, you know, touring is is a uh, it's a it's a pretty big deal. I mean, even if it's regional, it, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It costs money. It's there's a lot to it. So, you know, what are some of the pros and the cons of uh, uh, touring as an, I mean, I know you said you have this, this company now, but, you know, what, what are some pros and cons of touring as an independent, underground, unsigned band? I mean, the pros, travel. You know, I, I personally love traveling. I grew up in a military, you know, home. And uh, so we, we were constantly on, on the road, constantly seeing things and, uh, you know, being a, a musician and and having the opportunity to travel has just been wonderful for me. Um, Brandon, our guitar player, does not really enjoy it <laughs> as much <laughs> as I do. You know, he typically just gets in the van and tries to sleep the entire time. But uh, yeah, so the pros, you know, you get to meet new people and see cool new places and try new food and see venues and, and get to see other bands and learn and watch and grow as, as a, you know, as, as, as a band, as a group, um, you know, some of the cons are obviously you're playing to possibly nobody. We have done that a <laughs> yeah. couple, a couple times over many, many years, you know, and, uh, that's just paying your dues. That's just, uh, you need to be able to perform really well to nothing but the, the bar, you know, yeah. and that way, you know, you really appreciate when you have a really great show, a really great opportunity. Um, so yeah, we've definitely had our fair share of, 
driving eight hours to play for nobody and just to come back. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that definitely lets you know if you really love it, you know, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, an interesting thing that I, I did with, uh, uh, you know, smaller bands whenever I was booking them coming through the area. Um, and this is kind of my own little tip and trick that I've, I've uh, started to work into, you know, booking shows as a band is that whatever band, when I go to play at a venue that's somewhere new, I try to I try to ask if we can have the headlining spot on all the advertisement but play in the middle slot because yep. then then you know people will come for the first band because they're local <laughs> and they will stay for the second band because they're local instead of having the two local bands play first and then everybody leaves afterwards cuz that that always sucks it sucks for the promoter who brings you and it sucks for the band that's playing to an empty house that that seems like a trick that we also have learned yes. <laughs> because yeah, you know, and it doesn't take very long. You know, it took <laughs> us a couple, it took us a couple years to figure out playing last is not cool because not you know, unless they're there to it, see you, you know? Yeah. And as an independent <laughs> band, that's, that's uh, new, you know, a couple years old um, headlining is probably not the best term because yeah. they're not there. They're not there to see you. You know, it's just basically bands and who's playing first and last. It's not really, you know, you're slipknot and everybody's here to see you and they're going to wait to see you. Yes. Um, so yeah, we definitely found out that, you know, playing, playing in the middle or even playing first, especially when you've traveled pretty far, nobody's going to wait until 12 or one o'clock in the morning to stick around and see a band. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not yeah. unless it's the people that want to see them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, you were talking about touring and I, we, beforehand we were also talking about, uh, uh, you know, families and stuff. And I know you said that you have a, a little, a little baby at your house. So, I mean, and, and, you know, we're all people, so we all have responsibilities, you know, obviously we're all not making millions of dollars off the music we're writing or podcasts we're doing. So, I mean, we all are like regular people. We all have lives. So, you know, how, how do you go about balancing, you know, life with, you know, family, kids, uh, you know, work, you know, all these different elements of a regular life and, you know, touring or playing music? It is definitely a juggling act, um, <laughs> for sure. And uh, you have to have a very supportive um, support system. You know, whether that is a wife, a husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, parents, siblings, friends, um, they have to be okay with what you're doing and support you. Because if they don't, you're going to carry that negative energy with you, and that's going to, you know, make it unenjoyable. You being gone, or you being in the studio, or you at rehearsal. Um, so you definitely have to have a good balance of when you're home, you're home. You know, you're spending time with your loved ones, your family, your friends. And when you're gone, you still try to do your best to stay in touch with them. Don't just be gone. You know. So that's. Yeah. I mean, especially now that we have smartphones. I mean, FaceTime. You know, I I do have a little boy, and uh, you know, I was able to see him every night. You know, while he went to bed before we play the show, and that's been really wonderful you know because you do miss out on things when you're gone and uh, with all the modern technology we have it's you're gone but you're not really gone you know you can still be in touch so uh, but yeah it's definitely a juggling act and it is hard and you have to uh, make some bad decisions to learn that that was not the best way to do that <laughs> so you can learn how to make good decisions so everybody's happy <laughs> so. yeah yeah it's definitely uh you know life is one of those things that's that's trial and error no matter how hard you try it's it's always it's always a trial and if it works, then you, you, you keep doing it. And if it doesn't, then, you know, I mean, hopefully you, you move on, you know what I mean? Yep, exactly. So how about the, how about the music scene? I mean, we kind of talked about touring and stuff and, and a little, a little bit like that, but how about the music scene back home? you you guys are in uh, Albany, Georgia, right? Yep. Yep. Albany, Georgia. Albany, Georgia. So, I mean, what, what about the music scene there? Are you guys kind of like the outcast there? I mean, is it like all one, one specific genre and you guys don't fit in or, or is it really heavy in your guys' genre or, or, or no, how's the music scene there? And, and not just in uh, Albany, but also just Georgia as a whole. So what we've found is, um, like most places, there are cliques, and uh, I'm not originally from Albany. You know, I was born in California and have lived all over the world, you know, when I was younger and uh, moved here when I was around 19. Um, and the other guys, you know, that, that, that I'm with, um, I guess they weren't the most popular in school because we did not have a built-in fan base when we started. (laughs) (laughs) That's always rough. (laughs) You know, so we literally started from zero (laughs) with nothing. And uh, yeah, Albany and Georgia, from what we found, is typically country and hip-hop. 
there was like a really that's a heavy, stark contrast right it, there. it is you know and like the well the far the farther up north more toward atlanta you get the more hip-hop you know it's king uh, up there and, and hip-hop's great i'm not knocking it but that is just not the genre that we play so that doesn't help us yeah but um but yeah it's it's uh it's it's definitely been hard you know um here i mean there are a handful of of uh you know heavier bands and i mean there were some really really heavy bands but you know we also didn't really fit in with those either so uh yeah as soon as we could um i think it was like maybe our our sixth or seventh show ever you know we went to florida because oh. it was just yeah it was just like we just need to go and and, and hit the road because that's what bands do and and go play and uh yeah so it's uh if we had just stayed in albany um it would have been really hard so because hmm. there are people here that support rock music and hard rock um but it's not you know ten thousand people you yeah know, it is it is a small <laughs> number so and we're very thankful for those people um but yeah it's just not not the majority of people here so the song we heard at the top of the show was called siren and this is the the new song off the album uh off the upcoming album you guys are, are currently working on correct yep yes sir so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what what the song is about so siren is about a toxic relationship it's about uh you know the uh, the old uh, nautical mermaid siren mm -hmm. so there's there's a very enticing call but it's ultimately detrimental for you it's not going to end well and uh yeah this is just i i think everybody at one point in their life has had a relationship whether romantic or a family or a friend or a coworker, where they've just continued to invest or continue to do something even though they know it's not good. It's not beneficial for them, and uh, it's ultimately going to probably hurt them. So that's a little bit of, you know, lyrically what it's about. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've always found that siren story to be uh, just a super interesting story, and and you know, just mythos that people create, whether it's from a culture or whether it's from a, a subgroup like you know uh, sailors or or you kind of, kind of like what you said, like a nautical uh, mythos almost. It's just a super interesting story. Yeah, I've always thought that was a pretty cool concept. Um, and uh, since my dad was in the Navy, you know, we spent a lot of time near the water. Um, so I just I thought that was a really cool cool idea for a song. So the next song we're going to hear is called uh, Color of the Sun. Let's kind of do the same thing. Give us the rundown on that one. Uh, Color of the Sun was the first single off of our first EP, Subsist the Art of Survival, that came out in 2016. Um, and that was actually the very first song we ever wrote as a band. So that's, nice. that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, I guess about waking up every day, you know, having a good day. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, it's just a fun, a fun, a fun song. Great. Well, this is going to be Color of the Sun by Days to Come.
right, so we're back with Justin from uh, Days to Come, and I uh, wanted to kind of dive a little bit into some of the stuff that you had on some some of the stuff that you guys had on your website, some of the stuff that had to do with the genre. Now, one of the things that I noticed from uh, listening to some of the music is uh, your vocal style. It's incredibly interesting because it's not like anything that I've really heard, and I've listened to a the songs a couple times and there's a singer that I want to be able to compare the style to but I can't I can't think of it so you know it's it's this higher eerie almost almost kind of in that same 90s grunge but not really because it wasn't it's not necessarily you know that that you know it's not uh, uh stone temple pilots or or you know so it's not all grunge mm-hmm. But it's just this really interesting style. And my, my question is how, I mean, how did you come to land on this specific style? Because, I mean, with a lot of rock music, people go high, but they're not singing high the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, uh, I started playing the guitar when I was 17. Um, so definitely a late bloomer. And I started <laughs> singing, singing in my 20s. Um, and... I guess like all vocalists, you have to find your voice and in order to do that, you have to go through a lot of bad voices. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, when I first started singing and I hate to say this, but I thought I was Chad Kroger from Nickelback you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that, that was me. I just, that, that's my voice. You know, I swore it. And uh, obviously that's not my voice and it hurt, you know, doing that. I was like, well, maybe this isn't it. So you go on YouTube and you, look up different videos on techniques and how to learn. And yeah. I went through a couple, a couple different singers, um, you know, until I found uh, Alter Bridge and Miles Kennedy ah. and, you know, and I started to try to, you know, implement some of his techniques. And I was like, this doesn't hurt like at all, you know? So then I started doing more research on vocal types, you know, and, and uh, how there's different sorts of tenors and different types of baritones and basses. Like it's not just a one fit per voice, you know, there are lighter voices and thicker voices and, and uh heavier voices and you know stronger ones and uh so i just i just found a lot a lot in miles um and and then from there you know went on like jeff buckley and yeah. uh it's just like that kind of um tone you know really was very similar to mine not not identical because we're all different but very similar and a lot of those techniques i was able to implement so i had to i just had to kind of come to grips with the fact that i have a lighter slightly more feminine type voice not aggressive at all yeah so don't fight that and instead just do it and uh, as soon as i kind of decided to do that and started working towards that um it just felt a lot better you know instead of trying to add grit to my voice and and uh, try to fit more into you know a modern rock type sound so it's and it's either going to help us or it's gonna not yeah. <laughs> people are either gonna like it or they're not so. well i mean at least you're, and at least you're being true to yourself in the end i mean that's it that's yeah i think that that's very important as well a lot of times truth and and um you know just just authenticity shows through as well so i don't think that's necessarily a bad direction to go so when what, this kind of ties into some of the stuff that you just mentioned and also some of the stuff that you guys had on your page, but you guys had kind of talked about uh, some pop lyrics on the page and you mentioned, you know, uh, aspiring to be Chad Kroger, you know? <laughs> so, so I mean, like, uh, pop is one of these things, this is a personal opinion. I mention it on the show almost every time pop gets mentioned, but I think that I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with pop music and there's pop music in every genre. And I mean, I just don't understand the disdain for, for pop. But then again, you're also talking to a guy who uh, has a, a small section in his library that has polka music too. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, what, well, I guess, what do I know? You know, so, but you, you guys kind of wrote this thing. It's, uh, you know, about pop style uh, vocal melodies. And so I, I'm really curious as to what genres of pop are you actually pulling from in order, you know, that influence these, these writing styles? Um, so Subsist, our first EP, um, that was, that was like our, our first, you know, our first, uh, uh, songs, you know, our first work. And, um, we have learned a ton since that time because that was many years ago. Um, and that was kind of just like, 
we're a rock band. Let's just write some songs, you know, and we, we kind of didn't really have a direction with the songs. It was more of just, let's just do this because that's what you do. Um, and those are, there's some cool songs on there, but it's, it's, it's definitely with Siren. When, whenever we were writing that song, I remember, you know, Brandon and I just looking at each other and it was like with, with the, the rhythms and the, the, the textures and tones. And then with my vocal melody on top, it was like, that's what we're after. That is different. That doesn't sound like we're trying to emulate anybody in particular. Um, you know, that is kind of getting closer to whatever our days to come sound will be. Yeah. And, uh, um, and that kind of is that it's, it's, the music is, is not, you know, four chord basic, you know, cause Brandon really likes progressive artists like Steve Vai, ah. Devin Townsend and Pliny. So you can hear a lot of guitar work in there. Um, you know, even in, even in the chorus, he's still just going in there. Um, but then <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, um, but vocally, you know, I really didn't like, um, I don't, I can't think of any, anybody in particular, but just, I, I grew up kind of listening to 80s pop. Um, yeah. So, you yeah. know, like wham, <laughs> flock uh, of seagulls. Yeah. Flock of seagulls. That's what my, that's what my parents listen to. So it's just like, you know, uh, uh, hall and oats. So it's like, yeah, kind of <laughs> sing, sing songy stuff like that. And it's like, well, what if we kind of took maybe some darker R and B pop elements, you know, just really kind of make your voice sensual mel mel melodic, you know, and, uh, throw that on top of something heavier and siren kind of is, is going in that direction. Um, so yeah, but it's 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 a uh, you know we want to have songs where you can listen to it, you know, one time and you've got the melody down. Um, you know, for the for the commercial songs that we're working on, we've also got some that are like six seven minutes long that will never be <laughs> commercial at all. But uh, you got to have you know a couple that are good for the majority of people just to you know have them listen to your band. Well, and and you know, there's a lot of songs from the '80s that you know you could, I mean. They're they're done more light lightly, but I mean you could redo them in a very 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 dark tone, and it would totally change the element of uh, of the song. So I mean, there's yep. you know the eighties the eighties as far as like the genres you're talking about, it was it's it's not necessarily as gimmicky as it sounds because you could this song can easily be reinvent, reinvented as something else. So yep. I mean, I don't think that's a bad place to pull from at all. Um, but you guys, uh, pardon me here, but you guys got the, is the new album actually out or is Siren the only single it, off? It, or? it is not. Yeah, it's not. Okay. So we've, we um, we were in the studio last year and uh, we kind of had a falling out with that studio. Okay. Um, we also went through a couple members. So most of what we worked on is gone and that completely sucks that was one of those costly learning experiences <laughs> um but we do have siren and that's so i don't know if it'll be on our next um you know ep or album or if it's just going to be its own little standalone single um but we are currently in the studio brandon jayla and i and uh looking to get more music out so you very, guys are very soon. so you guys are actually working on some more stuff right now we we, we are yeah we've got eight songs written and we're just getting the studio, you know, when we're able to and, and get them, uh, get them done. So what's the, uh, what's the, what's the difference or what do you see as the progression between, um, between the first album and the second album? Um, d definitely just more, uh, musically more progressive, but vocally more melodic sing songy you know, where everybody can sing along. Um, and, and, and the melodies are, are, uh, memorable. Um, I'm really, I'm really trying to focus on, you know, and I'm writing a melody is it's like, it's a good melody, but is it good enough? You know, it, yeah. am I, am I, am I doing too much or am I not doing enough? I'm really <laughs> constructively thinking about it and trying to, uh, you know, get the absolute best that I'm able to do. Um, instead of just writing one and going, yep, that's good enough. You know, moving on. <laughs> so, well, yeah, it's definitely a struggle to be able to figure out what people are going to resonate to. I mean, it's that's. I mean, because if there was a, if there was a strict formula, uh, you know, I mean, everybody could do it. You know, so yep. I mean, even on these pop songs, I mean, even on songs, you know, Justin Bieber songs and Miley Cyrus songs, I mean, you got seven to nine writers on there, professional yep. writers, and so the songs sound lame lyrically. But it's all geared towards. It's not because these writers are untalented. It's actually I consider it the exact opposite. I mean, I'm a big less is more 
person. And I, I think that, you know, the, the, the methodology that they use, uh, I mean, works. I mean, it just does, you know, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's nothing to be shameful about either. I mean, it, it, it works. I mean, I'd like to be sitting on a, on a fat pile of money for writing a song like <laughs> Wrecking Ball. You know what I mean? Like, I would love yeah. that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that is the line that, you know, I talked to, you know, a friend of mine who's also an artist. And that's, you know, we have a lot of conversations about, you know, what are you willing to compromise, you know, to get to get farther? And it's like, you know, I, I do want to write um, singles, you know, with the intention of this is going to be a more commercialized type song, but I don't want to be forced to, you're constantly just yeah. chasing that, you know, like, so, so like if I want, if we want to write a six minute song and have some outlandish topic and, you know, that's what we want to be able to do. We want to have the freedom to do that instead of, nope, every single time it needs to be a radio style song because that's just, you know, you're in a box and that's, that's not going to be good for you as an artist. You so. know, a, a band that does it really well, and still seems to be pretty authentic is a uh, shine down. Yes. Shine down yep. does a very, very good job of coming out with a song. that sounds different from the other songs they have. Uh, is definitely a unique sounding song. I mean, it's all radio rock in the end too, but I mean, it's, it's not, um, I don't know. I, I really like everything that they have. It, 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 it doesn't get over, you know, it's not overdone. It's not like, Oh, it's the, they're trying to repackage the same gift. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. Oh, they didn't change, you know, they, they went totally off the rails, you know, no, nothing really like that. They seem to be pretty rock solid on cranking out, you know, solid rock hits, you know? Yep. So the, the next song we're going to hear is called Drown. Let's, let's go ahead and get the, uh, once again, get the rundown on Drown. Uh, so Drown is a, is another relationship type song. Um, and uh, yeah, I actually, um you know, that was one of the first couple ones we did. And, and back then I, I really wasn't, I really wasn't putting that much thought lyrically into the songs. Um, they kind of just, they just happened, you know, and, and they meant something to me. Um, but, uh, you know, years later we've had, you know, fans, they'll message us and they'll say they really like drown. And they'll say, man, that song, you know, that was about, you know, that really helped me through this breakup. And I was like, oh, breakup. It's not a breakup song. What are you talking about? You know, but yeah. I, and, and I, I never thought about it like that. And I went back and listened to it. I was like, I, I can see how you could take that. Um, so it's, that's kind of, that's really interesting how songs can be written from one perspective, but mean something completely different to different listeners. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're not right or wrong. You know, that's, that's what that song means to you. So that is what it means. Uh, especially if it was beneficial for you, if it was positive and if it helped you get through something, um, which is just, you know, wonderful when people, you know, have that reaction and, and then tell us about it. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is going to be Drowned by Days to Come.
right, so we're back with Justin from Days to Come, and we've got a, a few more moments here. Um, got a couple more questions here from some stuff I pulled uh, from uh, your bio and stuff, some other things that I thought were interesting points to, to dig a little deeper in. And uh, you mentioned something about uh, brand of positivity. And I thought that was an interesting phrase, and I wanted to see if you could possibly, you know, tell us what that might look like. What does brand of positivity look like? So uh, typically, uh, what you'll see in a rock band is uh, um, gloom and doom, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anarchy, you know, uh, fight the man and rebel and uh, don't listen to your parents, you know, (laughs) quit your job and go live a life that you want to have, you know, whatever that looks like. And, and, uh, um, we don't really aspire for that. You know, we're, 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 uh, a little more straight laced, you know, we're not wild partiers. So it's, uh, you know, we would like to encourage people, you know, in a, in a, in a slightly more positive way to, um, you know, be respectful and read books and be good. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, inspirational and, and, um, um, you know, subjectively, uh, you know, good and bad. Um, so it's like, I'm, I'm a Christian, um, and Brandon and Jalen are both atheists and, uh, (laughs) we have, we've been able to make it work, you know, through respect and and the band is, you know, not politically motivated or religiously motivated in any way because, you know, it's just a business and it is its own little, little thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, we do want to encourage and inspire and uplift, you know, through, uh, you know, through what we say, what we do, how we act, and, and how we uh, treat our fans. And, you know, I think it's a really good point that you brought up here. I think that, um, you know, without getting too much into the, the religious aspect, um, because, you know, through talking, I graduated from a Christian academy, and through chatting with lots of people that, that have strong religious views, I mean, you don't have to be uh, religious in order to uh, promote a good message. Um, there's there's a definitely a disconnect between what some people believe, you know, you would have to do under the specific religion or specific dogma in order to get to the particular place of the afterlife, whatever that may be for whatever religion. But most people that are religious, that are intellectually honest, you know, can admit that, that you know, you, basically atheists can be good people too, but they're just going to hell in the end, you know? <laughs> like, I know that sounds kind of harsh saying it like that, but I mean, from a religious view... Like I said, anybody who's being intellectually honest can, you know, can at least admit that, you know, you can put positivity out there without having religion or, or faith in God. And I find that to be something kind of kind of interesting and, and, and really cool of people that are are in that vein. But there's a. Uh, uh, there's a lot in your bio that I see in a lot of bands uh, bios, you know, just the standard stuff, stuff that relates to uh professionalism, you know, high energy shows, etc. Um but what do you mean by striving for honesty? And if these two things, if these two questions are interrelated then then that's fine, but I thought that was kind of uh, a unique section in your bio as well. You know, striving for honesty is not something I see in a trust me, I read a lot of band bios. <laughs> and it's just yeah, not something I see there a lot. It's uh, you know, we um <clears throat> We're constantly trying to f- figure out um, who our audience is. You know, who 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 is our family? Who do we tr- who we're we trying to reach? Um, who is our music going to have the the best impact on? And um, you know, it's it's just a relationship, <clears throat> and it's it's one on one, and we really enjoy engaging with our fans. You know, so we're really active on social media, and that's why they have a mailing list and our exclusive uh, Facebook group, you know, so we can, we can interact with them on a daily basis. And we want to, we want to be honest, you know, and, and, and let them know that, you know, what you see, that's, that's what we are. And, and, and we're not, we're not trying to put on any sort of, you know, smoke and mirrors. Um, we, <laughs> yeah. we want to, uh, you know, we want to be obviously as, as uh, well thought of as we can be and be as professional as we can be to, you know, attract more people and stuff to our band. But, um, but we also want that to be relatable. It's like, you know, we're literally just a normal guy and, you know, we love playing video games and we probably <laughs> would love having pizza with you. You know, we can hang out and watch movies because that's just, you know, what we like to do. So. 
So what is what is the writing process for days to come look like? If if we were to sit in, you know, be a, a, a fly on the wall for the writing process, what would that look like? So typically, uh, Brandon and I get together with a couple acoustic guitars and we'll, you know, go through some different ideas and I'll either have lyrics that I've already written or, you know, write lyrics, you know, on top of uh, whatever we've come up with. And um, whenever we have a rough skeleton of how the song is, we'll get with Jalen. And that's when we kind of put it all together, you know, and that's, then that's what the song ends up becoming. Interesting. So you guys kind of, uh, you guys kind of get together, the two guitarists kind of get together, kind of flesh out the idea of the song and then kind of bring it to the the rest of the guys and allow, allow them to kind of lay the foundation under kind of what you guys created. I'm sure you yep. got to kind of got to twist some stuff around once you start getting the rhythm section under you. And we, and we do. Yeah. It's just, we've, we've, I mean, Brand and I've been working together since 2013. Um, and, uh, I really like working with them. You know, I think I think we really bring out the best in each other and and can uh, be honest with that's not good enough. You know, yeah. I don't like the way that sounds. That's important. And, uh, yeah, let's let's kind of rework that a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, we've been working together so long now that we're we're able to uh, really play off of each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, and then now having Jalen, he's been with us since uh, last year. He maybe he's been with us for about a year now, um, and he is. I mean, he's great. He's incredibly talented. He's very easygoing, um, you know, and, and he'll make whatever it is sound better. You know, like he, <laughs> he, he's got a he's got a great ear um, and knows exactly what to play, you know, as a drummer to just make it sound better. And yeah, uh, yeah very, very thankful to have him. So this is kind of the uh getting close to the end here but i always like to give a chance for bands to throw shout outs or kind of uh plug anything or possibly even mention something that maybe you've had on your mind you were hoping i might ask about and i didn't so i kind of leave a open section for bands or artists to go ahead and uh, throw shout outs plugs or mention anything else i might have skipped so this is all for you um so we are playing next week we'll be in florida um, for a little mini tour with our friends and seven sun riot and house of curses and uh, we'll be down there for a couple days um and then we're playing uh a couple shows in uh i believe april and june in like mississippi and louisiana and then uh we're confirmed to play Rockfest in wisconsin in july nice. and we'll be going up you know on a tour through that you know all the states going there and coming back and uh that's going to be amazing so thankful for that opportunity um that's going to be awesome so we're really excited great well this this next song is going to be uh fly away let's kind of talk about fly away before we uh close out so fly away was uh it's also off of our first ep um subsist the art survival and uh that's a fun song. That was at the time, uh, especially I think on that AP, that's the heaviest song that we have. So it's a ton of fun to play live. Um, lots of, lots of headbanging. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just, um, you know, it's lyrically, it's just a theme I run back to of, you know, that struggle of good and evil, you know, in, inside of somebody and, and making the right decision or the wrong decision, oftentimes making the wrong decision and not being able to get out of that mentality in that rut um so that's lyrically that's what most of the songs kind of thematically are, are about um and fly away is kind of like that it's just about you know getting away from that struggle of making the wrong choice great well this is going to be fly away by days to come
guys really enjoyed my interview with Justin here Uh, it's been it was totally awesome to have him on he jumped right on the idea of being on the show and thought that the idea of you know this podcast was just super cool so uh, it was always it's always great to have somebody on the show who's who's super excited about just the concept of this show you know and it also uh, you know helps helps me because it shows me that people are really appreciative of uh, the amount of work that goes into this. I mean, it's just like whenever I see my numbers go up on streams from you guys listening, it, it lets me see that people are coming here and they're they're enjoying what they're you know what they're getting here. And so, um, I was really impressed by the uh, days to come when I heard their music and I wanted to get them on the program. And they were very quick. Not all bands are quick to get on, but these guys were definitely uh, jumped on the opportunity to get on the show. So thank you very much for, for coming on the show, Justin. And uh, really hope that everybody on here enjoyed days to come. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe and give us a five-star review. I have included links to the band's pages in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at NoisemakerPod at gmail.com. And until next time, don't stop following your dreams.